right, here we go. This is going to be fun. I'm coming to you from FEMA Region 3 over here. Uh, we're not locked down and in, a, in the concentration camps yet. Um, welcome to the show. We're going to have some fun with this tonight. Uh, today is uh, Friday, Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, 2020. Uh, the world is on fire. People are losing their minds. They're buying toilet paper. I, I you know, a friend, I looked in my phone today because a friend of mine that lives over in Lexington texted me on January 24th. And he said, what, what do you think about this coronavirus? And I said something to the effect of ah, it's political theater, you know, scare the hell out of everybody and uh, get them freaked out. And I can honestly say I never saw this coming. You know, I never saw the NCAA tournament getting shut down, NASCAR races getting postponed, NBA season, XFL, World of Outlaws, IndyCar, Formula One. Um, the whole thing is bizarre. It's absolutely bizarre. Um, and I look, I get a lot of people are taking this thing really seriously. I just personally have not found the evidence yet. Uh, they're they're going to have to show it to us pretty soon because everybody's kids are home with them now for a couple of weeks. And I'd say by about Wednesday, if there's not a significant body count, people are going to be like, why are we staying home? Um, <clears throat> you know, out of out of an abundance of caution. I wish I wish in 2020 we could be honest because what I think the press release should have said is here at NASCAR, here at the NCAA or at the NBA, we're shutting everything down because we don't want to get sued. We don't really give a crap about your safety and security. We're, we're not really all that concerned about your health. We just don't want to get sued because if we go ahead and have our event, and I guarantee you, you know, if we were in the offices down in Daytona Beach, because, I mean, man, Atlanta, the, they, the, the truck series, like, they were unloading their trucks, getting ready to get on the track and practice, and NASCAR told them to load up and go home. And I guarantee you, the lawyers came in and said, y'all have lost your minds. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Get these trucks out of here. Um, I think my, my personal opinion here is that the American corporate media are domestic terrorist organizations. They ought to be ashamed of themselves. Um, They ought to be afraid to show their faces in public. They're absolutely irresponsible. Uh, What they have done over the last couple of weeks is unforgivable. It's irresponsible and it's uncalled for. Um, You know, I have, I have, I have done some of my own research and I've looked like I went back through my own Facebook posts. You can search your profile and I went back searching for Ebola because that was the last big one in 2016. 2018 was Zika. 2016 was Ebola. It seems like there's one every election year. It's funny how that works out. What I found about Ebola, all the language is the same. The the death toll and all it's going to affect this many people and these many people are going to die. I'm trying to figure out why coronavirus why this is the one that stuck. Ebola is a lot more deadly. I don't know why we didn't freak the hell out when they used the exact same playbook that <clears throat> they've used now, the, the same phrasing, the same presentation 
But this is the one that's taken us by storm. And, um, you know, so look, I, I'm just going to go on record. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I have yet to meet a single person face to face in my peer groups that believes what they're telling us. And, uh, you know, every person I encounter, they're like, what are we doing? What, what in the world is going on here? And, uh, well, the, the, the example I use is that I feel like I'm in Vegas at a David Copperfield show, magic show. Mm -hmm. Okay. Illusionist. And, and there's fireworks going on over here and we'll call that the coronavirus to get my attention because over here where I'm not looking right now, they're taking a big gray elephant off the stage, you know, because <laughs> yeah. he just made him disappear. So yeah. what, what, what I'm wondering is where, what's the gray elephant? What, what are we being distracted from? You know, what, what's the real thing here that we need to be, you know, that, that we're not looking at, you know? And then of course, you know, and again, I, I don't, I, I try not to get political and I don't really have a favorite side here. I'm, I'm a registered independent. I don't have an R or a D anywhere in my, you know, my profile. How, how, how dare you? I know. But, you know, some things that, that, that come to mind. And, and again, I'm just talking here. Okay. I'm, I'm, I do not represent anybody but me. But, you know, during the Ebola deal and the other deals, we hadn't, no one had stood up to China the way we are now financially with all these tariffs and all this trade stuff that now is, is somewhat leveled the playing field in the, in the, in the world exchange, you know, that, that wasn't going on then. And it is now, you know, I mean, how much money are we costing China, you know, in tariffs and whatnot and trade, you know, uh, deals, re redoing trade deals that before were obviously not very good deals for the United States. And then the other thing is they have tried everything they can to put, to put this man out of office. Nothing has worked. You know, the only way they could make him, you know, lose his momentum is destroy the economy. And I don't think we're going to kill a bunch of people. We're just going to destroy the economy in the meantime with this thing, you know. I mean, every everything right now is pulled back. I mean, look at how m no one is going out to eat. No one is going to Disney World. No one is okay, going. Well, but how on a minute. That's the thing, though. I mean, I just went to Hurricane, right, 20 miles down the road, and everything's booming. I mean, the, the, well, the you live in West Virginia. I looked at the coronavirus map. <laughs> You're the only state in the United States that has no case. Listen, we <laughs> won the chance that somebody had. They made an NCA bracket, you know, yeah. because and West Virginia won. I mean, we're actually number one in something. We beat Mississippi. Thank God. <laughs> um, it was between us and Idaho and Idaho lost. We are the we are the coronavirus. Somebody put on Facebook a while ago that the coronavirus must not like um, pepperoni rolls, John Denver, country music and Jesus, you know, and that's and why it's not here yet. And he'll be the hot dogs. And he'll be a hot dog. Look, what I'm – obviously, there's a lot of conspiracy theories. You know, God help you if you go on the internet. Okay, but take the origin of the virus and set it over to the side for a second. 
Because at this point, it doesn't matter who manufactured it and it doesn't matter who released it. Okay. Re- because regardless of the origin, here's where we are. Mm-hmm. And this, in my view, overreaction has ground the economy to a halt in certain sectors, mainly in entertainment. Um, because I'm still working, I'm still booked up through the 23rd and there's no reason so far that I see that my loads aren't going to run. Uh, we, we, we told people, okay, we're going to self quarantine. Don't go to gatherings more than a hundred or 250 people. So we all ran to the grocery store, to the big box store, and we all co-mingled. Um, it, it just... It just seems counterintuitive and illogical that we have we're still doing all of this this activity. All right. And so when they canceled South by Southwest in Austin, okay, it was a very interesting press conference where the mayor comes out and says, Okay, in an abundance of caution seems to be the word that everybody uses the phrase in an abundance of caution we're going to cancel south by southwest now he said right after that now we don't believe that canceling south by southwest is going to stop the spread of the virus okay but they shut it down and oh it's going to cost us 350 million dollars and you know all this stuff okay now mind you this was one hour after the president signed that $8.3 billion bill. Okay. And inside that bill, there's $475 million to go to cities and states and locals that are impacted. You know, of course we now got, now we got 50 billion more to go on top of it. But one hour after the president signed that thing, they canceled South by Southwest. Okay. Then that evening you had the mayor, and you had two other people. I think one of them was uh, like an attorney, city attorney or something like that. Dude, they're out in a bar drinking shots of tequila saying, now, we canceled South by Southwest, and it's going to be really hard on the bars and the restaurants, so everybody go out. And I'm thinking, oh, wait a minute. If this virus is so vir- vir- virulent. 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 I just made up a new word, I think. If this virus is that bad. Contagious. Contagious. And so easily spread. And we can't have South by Southwest. We can't have the NCAA championship. We can't have the conference championships. We can't have NASCAR races. We can't have Formula One races. But everybody go to the bar. Everybody go to the restaurant. Support your local economy. Right. It just seems like such horseshit to me, and and to and to to what you were saying about the political aspect of this, I've watched because my Facebook feed is very diverse. I've got one of of everybody, you know, and I've got this one guy that's just an Obama bot, you know, and it's like he's giddy that the the economy is being destroyed because it makes trump look bad and i made this proclamation today on social media i said if this virus is as bad as they say it is and you are using it to take shots at a political figure you don't like then you are a piece of shit yeah sure if 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 people are really going to die 
this way. And you're happy about it because it makes some politician that you don't like look bad. Um, I, I hope you get the virus. You know, I, it's just disgusting to me. And it goes to that. I think you said that before we went on the air. It's this childish locker room teenager behavior by these these grown adults. Um, and, and it's just, it's disgusting. I have, I have a really hard time, really hard time looking at two industries on the planet right now, government and media. And on the one hand, you have, you have an organization, the U S government that by, con, by the most conservative estimates, has killed 20 million people in the last 50 years. Conservative estimates. Some people say 50 million, but everybody pretty much agrees it's really close to 20 million people that the American government is responsible directly for killing. That has lied about every foreign intervention, has lied about every everything, okay? And then the media, their corrupt little brother, that also lies about everything and they lie and they lie and they lie and they manipulate. But this time they're telling the truth, man, guys, I'm sorry. I, I just can't, I can't take them seriously anymore. We, we, when you have lied and stolen and manipulate and murdered for 50 years. Oh, well, but these are the guys that are going to fix it. You know, and I, I'm sorry. I'm just not buying. I'm not at least not to the point that I'm going to lock myself in the house, you know, and wrap the whole house in bubble wrap. And, you know, a friend of mine went to the doctor the other day and she said it looked like it looked like E.T., you know, a little quarantine room, you know. It, and, of course, there's another thing, you know, I, I've got a I've got a, a close relative that's a nurse. I've got other friends that are nurses. One of our driver's wives is a nurse. And all these people are going, what are y'all doing? You know, they deal with this on a daily basis. And they're going, why are we losing our minds right now? We know what this is. This is a rep respiratory virus that has a 98% survival rate. Everything that they're looking at, they're not truck drivers. They're nurses. And they are not freaking out. And a lot of them are pissed off, frankly, because it's almost like they see this cheapening and discarding the deaths from the flu. 80,000 people, 2018, died from the flu. Well, I guess those people don't matter because we didn't shut shit down for them. You know, it's just there's well, this an is, issue. This is not the only thing in this country that kills people. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, there's a whole lot of other things that kill a lot more people than this do, and we don't do anything about that. Matter of no. fact, the government subsidizes a lot of it. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I mean, why, why, why right. this one? Yeah, why this one? You know, why, why? Yeah. You know, that's why I say I'm, I'm looking around. I'm trying to see what we're, what you know, what we're sneaking off in the auditorium that I'm not noticing. You know, I, I just don't, I don't know what it is, but. It will, it will, it will make itself known eventually uh, if we don't die in the meantime on, from the virus. But you know, the, 
you know, here, the other thing that I think, you know, and, and you look look back at some of the, you know, the other recent woke um, situations, you know, that that uh, you, you know the the me too, all, all these things where the 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 in people look down their nose if you're not participating or you don't agree with the doctrine that they're trying to establish. Okay. And I think that this is the, right now, just like with NASCAR, I, I don't think NASCAR can give a rat's ass. Okay. About whether or not this, you know, virus is, but it makes them look so bad, right. especially the lawyers and the, you know, the people whose job it is to, to, to watch out for this stuff. If they don't participate, you know, in this, you know, escalation of fear you know because now you're the one over there that that you know you, you don't care about americans you don't care about this you don't care about that so unless you participate unless you jump in and immerse yourself in this doctrine then you're you're you know you're made out to be you know the the renegade you know the lunatic mm-hmm. um sound familiar huh so, in other words, if you don't if you don't do do it like everybody else does, you're um, you're an outcast. Um, well, you know, listen, I've been an outcast about everything I've ever done. You know, um, so anyway, doesn't bother me. I'm not participating. I I'm, I go to the store. I don't wipe the handle off with the with the little wet wipe you know I, i'm just life is normal okay yeah i mean i I'm, i guess you know and i'm 67 well, i'll be 67 in november so i guess i'm supposed to be you know highly highly vulnerable to this um i mean if i get sick tomorrow and die you'll know what it was but you know, i feel pretty good i'm i don't you know i saw some some dude on facebook today said if you're 60 or older you ought to just go home you know that's what because I'm a, the assumption is if you're six or older, you're going to get sick with this thing. So, right. I got to, I well, got news for you. I, there's, you know, I, there's a lot of six year olds who whip that guy's ass. Okay. I can tell you that right now. Okay. Yeah. So, well, uh, let, let's, let, let's roll this into trucking because I think there are a lot of, well, number one, I mean, we got to start with, uh, I, I have always been fascinated by this, um, suspension of the hours of service regulations that just isn't that convenient isn't that, that just convenient always, because, because the, safety is number one okay you, you call any trucking company in the world okay and somewhere in their recorded message is going to be safety is 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 something about safety okay and safety. and then of course and and in an abundance of caution the FMCSA and all the other little alphabetical numbers, all these regulations we have are for what reason? Safety. You know, if we can if we can save one life from a trucking accident, it's worth spending a billion dollars for, okay? To save one life because that's all about safety. Let a hurricane come. Let the government get, you know, looking bad because they can't take care of the citizens and how fast does safety get thrown out the damn window you know right oh don't get me started on FEMA. it just amazes me how quickly safety becomes number two and you know when when it's convenient for the government for us to not be you know it you know i can't decide tomorrow that i can drive 13 hours because i feel great 
But the government can decide today that tomorrow I can because they need to shit on my truck, right? So, uh, I, I, yeah, don't get me started. You, know, well, I already, you already got me started. So, it's it's a it's interesting. Uh, it's it's interesting to talk about that. Um, you know, the, which I don't guess the as of the last time I checked my phone, they they haven't come out with the uh, the details. But you know, for certain shipments, I'm sure. Um, you know, cause that was a big part of Trump's press conference today. And I, I this one thing I haven't watched the presidential test press conference in probably 15 years, but for some reason I watched that one and it was hilarious, but I noticed he was talking about all this manufacturing of tests and we're going to have the testing stations at Walmart and target and CVS and Walgreens and everybody's going to get together and kumbaya. And I thought, well, if somebody's going to manufacture all this crap, somebody's going to have to haul it, you know? Yeah. So I kind of saw the exemption coming, but it's, uh, so, so, so that's one thing. Okay. Uh, I, I was concerned uh, really this morning, last night and this morning, because when they first, well, this came in waves. The first thing we heard was, well, right, we're going to play the NCAA tournament without fans. And I'm like, well, okay, you know, and then we start talking about NASCAR races without fans and, uh, well, okay. And then I started personally getting concerned that they would try to shut down interstate travel. And I thought, well, there's no way they can shut the trucks down, you know, cause hell nobody have any toilet paper, you know? Um, so I thought, well, the, probably the worst it can get is they'll put cops at the borders of the states and no cars can get through, but trucks can, you know. Um, Twisted Truckers had a picture up the other day, r- purportedly from, uh, I guess, up Mahoopany, Gamble. PA. Yeah. Procter yeah. & Gamble trucks lined up waiting for toilet paper, yeah. which don't surprise me because we cleaned them the hell out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it, it number one, it shows the importance of this industry, uh, and I told my wife, you know, cause she, bless her heart. She went to go try to find a loaf of bread. And I said, just wait till Sunday, you know, Walmart's got the trucks fired up and, and everybody will have their stuff restocked probably by Sunday. Cause it's not like we're shut down from weather. You know, we don't have ice covered roads and all that kind of stuff. So they'll have the stores put back together probably by Sunday. Uh, But this, I think this provides an interesting opportunity and something we've never really talked much about on this show because it just wasn't relevant enough yet. And that's, that's blockchain and, and cryptocurrency. This is the kind of event that could trigger some things to happen. Because the future that I see personally is is a is a move away from fiat currencies that are issued by governments over to a to a cryptocurrency uh, with networks run on blockchain. Now, before I get too deep in the woods here, I thought of a pretty good example. We have we use an app called signal for communication with our drivers 
because it's cross-platform. So it doesn't matter if a driver has an Android or an iPhone. We have this one app that works on everybody's phone so we can send fleet messages and we can send individual messages, and it's an easy way for us to communicate with the fleet. So if you think about it on a fundamental level, I can send a message out to all of our drivers at once. So essentially what that is is a social network. It's a network of people, and we can send links and pictures and videos, and we can do all the things that we can do on Facebook. The difference is if I put something on that network, the other people in the network cannot delete it. They can remove themselves from the group, but they can't can't delete the content. They can't change the content. Okay. And the content is always preserved for us. Right. As well. So now the extra layer with Signal, which was developed, Edward Snowden helped de- de- helped develop this, is it's completely encrypted end to end. And if you're not a part of that network, you don't have access to it unless you have one of the devices that has the um, security key. Security key. <clears throat> you can't. You can't access it. It's 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 completely blocked to any third party. Okay. Sorry about that, NSA. Hate that for you. Okay. So, in a way, the blockchain is very similar to that. A blockchain is a decentralized, immutable ledger. Okay. It cannot be changed. Blocks of information. Are, are put into that chain. And once the block is created and another block comes in behind it, in order to change what was in the first block, you have to change the second block as well and the third and the fourth and whatever comes. And the links in that figurative chain, they're immutable. They can't be changed. Once they're in there, they're there forever. Okay. It's un- and it's, it's uncorruptible, incorruptible. Incorruptible. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, there, there is a way, but it's, it's called a 51% attack and it's almost impossible. Right. Okay. Right. So you have this, you have this delivery system, for lack of a better term. It's a ledger. And in order for those blocks to be created, a computer has to do some complicated mathematical equations and solve a problem that puts that information in that block. And when that computer does that work, it is rewarded with a currency. Okay, so if it's a blockchain or a Bitcoin chain, then it's rewarded with Bitcoin. If it's an Ethereum chain, it's rewarded with Ethereum and so on and so forth. There's probably a thousand different uh, currencies right now. Okay, so there's, there's value in that work like mining for gold that's why they call it mining the computer does the work the computer's rewarded with that with that little tiny piece of currency okay so i will make the statement and i'll say when not if when we move as a society and i'm talking globally here every man woman and child on earth when we move to a currency that cannot be tracked, cannot be traced, cannot be manipulated, cannot be inflated, cannot be deflated, 
And when we make transactions on a decentralized, immutable, incorruptible network that's also encrypted with cryptography and cannot be viewed, and we and we we buy and sell on those networks with that currency, the state as we know it is done. They're finished. They 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 fund themselves right now by taking money from us by force. And they they get it through all different ways and they call it taxation and they fund themselves. Okay. So the president today signed a, a an emergency declaration for fifty billion dollars that they just created out of thin air. They just they just went to the Federal Reserve. They took money out of the right pocket, stuck it in their left pocket, and said, "Hey, aren't you glad we're here to help?" That fifty billion dollars came from all of us. That we that's our money. They're taking away from us and then giving it back to us, and and you know, and then saying, "Well, they're they're taking for, for, more from some people than they are others." Well, <laughs> that's for damn sure. Um, <clears throat> it. it I believe that the trucking industry is going to be the proving grounds for blockchain. Okay, so take the crypto for a second, set it to the side. It, 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 chicken and egg, the blockchain comes first. Okay, what blockchain does, I'll drop a couple of videos that do a good job of explaining this in the, in the show notes. Okay, but essentially what the blockchain does is create uh, an opportunity for two people, for example, to have a, a, a measure of trust between one another because you can create a smart contract. Okay, so here's one example of how it could be utilized in trucking if, if, we, if we had the system developed. You could, you could roll up to a shipper and you could take your phone. And there's a QR code on the trailer, and you scan it with your phone, and the system knows what's in the trailer, where it's going, who you are. All right, now you're linked, and the smart contract says, okay, he's got the load. Let's say it's refrigerated. Okay, the whole time you're going to be with it, the blockchain is going to be tracking your location, the temperature of your load, your speed. When you get to where you're going, you pull in to the receiver your geofence tells them that you've delivered the load you're paid done right, right. that's that's the kind of capability that we could end up with i'm saying all this in in this current climate that there's a there's a future there's a possible future where a lot of this fear-mongering and manipulation doesn't matter. I mean, they can they can scream until they fall over, until they just get blue in the face and pass out. But when they lose that connection and ability to have such a level of control, a lot of these 
I'll say if this is the scheme. Okay, maybe it's not. Maybe the coronavirus is real. Maybe it's going to kill half a million people. I don't believe it, but let's say that it. Let's say that it's real. Uh, if it was a scheme, good luck to them. You know, it, it's it just transfers the power to the individual because uh, possession with intent to deliver is what I literally do for a living. So what's in my trailer is none of your damn business. If you're not the shipper and you're not the receiver, it's none of your business, period. The only possible exception to that is dangerous cargo. You know, yes, we should have some sort of warning system, which we do with placards, that if I'm hauling a, a, a product that could potentially be dangerous to other people that are in proximity of that, they should know, oh, that's dangerous. It's a 1993, so it's diesel, whatever. But beyond that, it's none of your business what's in my trailer. It just <clears throat> doesn't matter. So this is this could be a catalyst you know, and of course, the people, these, like you said, that the way I the way I view the Trumps and the Obamas and the Nancy Pelosi's and the and the health experts and the health professionals is they are in this class of people that look down their nose at the rest of us peons, and and they I believe that they legitimately believe in their minds that they're better than we are. And if it wasn't for them, you know, we'd all be lying down in the street, cannibals, eating each other's guts because we're just too stupid to be left to our own devices. And without their wise counsel, guidance and interference, uh, society would collapse as we know it. Uh, so. This could be the catalyst, because let's think about this for a second. OK, it's Friday, March 13th. We've been we're on about day three right now. Okay. In my state, they've shut the schools down for two weeks. Um, y'all, I'm telling you, if there's not a pile of bodies <laughs> by about Wednesday, people are gonna be looking around going, Okay, why are we still locked up in our homes? Why are our kids home from school? Why are we not playing basketball? Why are we not racing cars? It's going to be very, very difficult for them to keep this up for two weeks. Two weeks oh, is an no. eternity in 2020. <clears throat> it's an absolute eternity. People are going to get bored. Hell, they're already bored. I mean, it ain't even been two days. And, you know, I just, I don't, I don't see how this is going to play out, you know. But there's just so many there's so many cool things that we can be talking about uh, that aren't based in fear because fear sells better than sex ever has or ever will because horny is is temporary <clears throat> and easily quenched. Fear is eternal. That's that shit's forever, you know. All right. Bail me out of this. <laughs> no, you're Say doing something. fine. Well, you're doing you're, I mean, you're you're right. I think. A lot of people are probably going to have trouble with the blockchain thing. But if, like you say, you can put some supporting documentation out there. I know when you first started talking to me about it, you know, a year ago, it took me a while to grasp it. But, you know, there again, I'm an old fart, you know, from Kentucky. So, but, um, you know, the thing, it, everything that's happened that's been revolutionary, there was a catalyst that, that, that caused it. 
you know. Mm. And you're right, this could very well be the catalyst, or at least start, you know, um, people are so comfortable that it takes a huge kick in the ass to get people to start seeing things from a different point of view, you know. And I think that this could very well do that, because, I mean, if you look at our country right now, I mean, this the, today, this weekend, our life is considerably different than it usually is. You know, um, I mean, there's there's limited things that you can go out and do right now. You know, you can't even take your kids and go to Disney World. You know, you know, you're 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 frowned upon if you go any if you're you're not even supposed to go to the mall. You know, I mean, what most people put their kid. Well, I don't want to say most people. A lot of people's school for a lot of people is a safe place to keep their kids busy during the day so they can go do something else or go to work. Right. What 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 are those people going to do Monday morning when they got to take their kids to work with them or stay home with them or hire somebody to watch them or homeschool them or whatever they're going to they're going to do now, you know, for the next two or three. in Kentucky schools out for three weeks. OK, so yeah. and that doesn't mean it's not going to get extended. You know, we have a, we have a college here. We have a college here that just closed up, said Friday today, everybody out, gone, we're done. Come back in the fall. OK, I'm not, I'm serious. OK, so uh, what do those people do? I mean, it's a little small um, private school. They don't charge tuition, but you have to work to go there. It's mm-hmm. called Berea College. You may have heard yeah. of it, Berea College. Mm-hmm. You have to work. To li- they just said, hey, we're, we're closing up today, Friday, today. Be, see you in the fall. So what do those people do? This is The semester is not halfway over. Do they get credit for these classes? Do they have to go back and start all over again? What about the seniors? You know, what, what are they going to do? Yeah. I mean, this is just so bizarre, you know, that – I, you know, I've been around for 66 years. I've never seen anything like this, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, who knows how it's going to end. Up. I hope it ends up that it's all much ado about nothing. And we can sit there and laugh at everybody for overreacting. I hope that's how it works out. Um, but at the same time, I think that we'll never, ever forget what this weekend felt like. And like, like you said, this could be the beginning of some other some modification to the way we think, you know, I remember, um, George Carlin, who was just brilliant, you know, probably the most brilliant comedic mind ever. He said after nine 11 on, he said later on that day, watching the TV, he pointed and said, and our liberties just died, you know, with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as Rahm Emanuel, which was, I think, one of Obama's guys back in the day, his uh, attorney general said, never let a good crisis go to waste. Go to waste, yeah. Um, and there yeah. will be liberties lost yeah. in this in this situation that will never get back, you know. Um, Oh, I'm, I made a post about that. I'm like, it's amazing how amusing. I said it was because somebody was criticizing me for being amused by this. I said, what's amusing is to watch people sit by and willingly give up what few liberties they have left. Mm-hmm. Willingly give them up, you know, no, not, yeah. not question anything, just conform, you know, for the 
because of fear. Fear. And uh, if I haven't. I haven't called this the virus. The, I call it the panic pandemic. That's what the pandemic is. It's fear and panic. And if you, I listen to the No Agenda podcast, which I would recommend to anybody. Um, see, Adam Curry will actually go read like that eight point three billion dollar spending bill. He he actually read it. And he read portions of that bill, what the money was for and where it was going. And if if we as citizens would just do that, because if you saw the number of times the word surveillance was mentioned in that bill, it's troubling. I'm not going to say scary or terrifying. It's troubling. It should be troubling the number of times they mention the word surveillance. And it's always mentioned in a very general, uh, you know, well, this money is earmarked for preparedness and surveillance. I'm like, surveillance of what? Of who? Okay, cause Ed, cause, and who? Because Edward Snowden showed us mm. what surveillance looks like, you know. And if not for Edward Snowden, there's a whole lot of crap we wouldn't know anything about, Right. right. So the language that they put in these things is both important, you know, it's, it's, it's significant for us to understand what they're writing in these bills because these bills are like terms of service on your phone. You just hit accept. You don't read it. Ain't nobody ever read any of that crap. Right. You just, oh, just, get it out of my, just get it out of my way. I just want to use the app, you know, so accept, accept, accept. Same thing with these bills. And, and, of course, we get lulled into our, our jersey. Oh, well, the, the red people passed that one. It's fine. You know, the blue, the blue people passed that one. It's fine. Uh, no, 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 it's not. I guarantee you what Tom Woods has the greatest line in history, and I don't know if it's his or he stole it. But he says there are two parties in Washington, D.C., the evil party and the stupid party. And occasionally they get together to do something that is both evil and stupid. <laughs> this is called bipartisanship. Yeah, yeah that's good. Uh, it, it, at the very least, you know, we could read the bills. At, at the, don't we, we sure as hell don't need to let Fox News and CNN tell us what they say we we should at least go read the bill now most of us would rather watch paint dry or or have our toenails ripped off than to read a piece of legislation now maybe that's because we know we're going to see all the nefarious bullshit that they put in them you know and that's going to terrify the crap out of us maybe that's it but you know i'm not saying that you have to become an anarchist or um, you know, or, or, or completely swear off any kind of, of use of the state or belief in the state, but at least we could be like a little skeptical, just a, just a tiny bit. We could at least think about what these people are up to. Um, you know, that's, that's my biggest problem with this whole thing, because you had, like, if you go to Twitter and and of course you have to watch because if your Twitter is all right wing or your Twitter is all left wing, you you know, I try to follow a mix of people so I can see what both sides are up to. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> if you if you go look through, you can see who the true believers are. 
you know, the, the people whose Lord and Savior is the government. Um, they, they're true believers. You know, they, they believe, and I guess I can kind of understand it in a way because I used to, I, I know there was a time in my life where I thought, well, you know, I mean, they've probably got access to better information than I do. And that may have been true before the internet. Right. I kind of doubt it, but you know, easy access should say that. Um, but I believe, I know there was a time in my life that I believed, well, they have my best interest in mind. Mm. <laughs> that one's quick. And I'm that one's iffy. Um, <clears throat> th- that's just, that's just nonsense. You know, the, the state, and it doesn't matter if it's the Roman empire it doesn't matter if it's colonial America or pre-Civil War or post-Civil War or post-9-11 or if it's Russia or China or India. The state's best interest is the state. The state. They, they, and that's the problem. Like, you know, I've been in trucking 22 years. You've been in about a decade. And I learned really, really quick that if I see trucking expert in a headline, I instantly know that I have probably forgotten more about trucking than that expert can ever hope to learn. That I I experienced that inside my own industry. So when I see health expert or health professional, I feel the same way about them that I do about trucking experts and trucking professionals because generally what I have found is these people are professional experts. Their, their job is to be called upon to be on television and to grow their own profile and grow their own expertise and, and their own celebrity in a way they're, they're not necessarily there to help me as a driver They're there to help the people that got them to where they are. And a lot of cases, that's probably either governments or corporations. You know, they they generally are operating on the behalf of a government or corporation. And I can promise you in about ninety nine point nine percent of cases, what's best for a corporation and best for the government is not best for me. I I can testify Mm -hmm. to that. So. I'm just really skeptical of, oh, well, the expert said, okay, well, why are they an expert again? Okay, I, I want to I read you something. Event 201, there will be a link to this in the show notes. The John Hopkins Center for Health Security, in partnership with the World Economic Forum and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, hosted Event 201. A high-level pandemic exercise on October 18, 2019 in New York, New York. The exercise illustrated areas where public-private partnerships will be necessary during the response to a severe pandemic in order to diminish large-scale economic and societal consequences. October 18, 2019. Okay? Now, if you go to this website, you'll see there's videos. Okay? 
And in these videos, they they did like these little theatrical reenactments of what the news would look like and what the news would be saying if there was a pandemic to break out. And they put together these boards, these boards of uh, health professionals that would advise the government and 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 public private partnerships. Boy, that's the most terrifying phrase in the history of man. Six months, six months before this happened, and they did an exercise. Now, what's funny? They have a statement on here. Uh. Which, in October 2019, the John Hopkins Center for Health Security hosted a pandemic tabletop exercise called Event 201 with Partners. It was received questions about whether the pan, that pandemic predicted the current novel coronavirus outbreak in China. To be clear, the Center for Health and Security Partners did not make a prediction during our tabletop exercise. For the scenario, we modeled a fictional coronavirus pandemic, but we explicitly stated that it was not a prediction. Instead, the exercise served to highlight preparedness and response challenges that would arise that would likely arise in a very severe pandemic. We are not now predicting that the NCOV 2019 outbreak will kill 65 million people. Although our tabletop exercise included a mock novel coronavirus, the inputs we use for modeling the potential impact of that fictional virus are not similar to NCOV 2019. If you read the bill... And if you listen to what the news is saying and you listen to what the experts are saying and you listen to what the government's saying, y'all, it's almost word for word of this event 201. I'm not saying it's a conspiracy. I'm, I'm not. And I don't believe it is. But they have a vested interest. It's it's to their benefit, you know. I've been racking my brain trying to come up with a, a – if, if, um, if someone had a product to sell, you know, I, I mean, if you were building lifeboats in 1912, you know, when the Titanic sailed – Hey, all the boats should have these lifeboats. They're really important. They can really save lives. And the Titanic goes down and didn't have enough lifeboats. It's pretty easy for the lifeboat people to say, hey, here's the perfect reason why we should have lifeboats. You know, it's, y'all, it's just troubling. It's troubling to me that, that a lot of these people in this preparedness market they're right there waiting in the wings, and they roll out all this stuff. Well, hey, here's $58.3 billion. I, I, you know, I, I'm sorry. It's just it's too convenient. Well, you, you know? wouldn't be saying follow the money, would you? Is that what you'd be saying? Never heard that phrase before, have follow, follow the money. Mm-hmm. Money talks, you know. I, I, and I, I think I think most of them, probably if not all of them, uh, believe what they're doing, and they probably are doing important work. But I, I looked up this guy, um, Dr. Fauci. Okay, 
he's kind of been the guy making the rounds. And I found an archive of stuff of his going back to 2016. And pandemic, 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 you know, HIV's pandemic, uh, the explosive pandemic of Zika, the 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 Ebola, the pandemic that I'm I'm having a hard time with how easily they're using that word more so because it fits what they need to happen to justify the time and money that has been put into their cause. And yeah, because n- no one's going to profit from this. You know huh. that, right? I mean, right. there's mm-hmm. going to be no profit made out of this tragedy, right? Right. Yeah. I got I got some beachfront property in Arizona. You know, I'm just glad there's no expiration date on toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, listen, because there's gonna be a no. whole lot of that stuff that's gonna go bad on people. <laughs> hey, hey, America, America, everybody, gather around here for a minute. I, I need to talk to y'all about your response to to a crisis. Y'all didn't go buy food, water, guns, and ammunition. You went and bought toilet paper. <laughs> listen, l- listen, everybody up, okay? Everybody gather around because this is not. <laughs> you bought toilet paper, truckloads of toilet paper. Why? Why? You know, and I and I got a little spicy on it today, and I thought y'all went and bought toilet paper to wipe your pampered asses. But you know all those all those third world people, you know those immigrants and those people you look down your your nose at. If the shit really hits the fan, you know who's going to survive. They will, yeah, because they have nothing to lose. That wh- they didn't, and they didn't hoard toilet paper. How sixty percent <clears throat> of the people on planet Earth right now don't have running water? Okay, sixty percent. Now. The poor globally live better now than ever before in, in all of human history, right? I mean, that, that, that's indisputable. But a friend of mine that is a, that's a pastor made this great point about when, if you go to the jungle and you want to influence people with your faith, he said, man, you can't use fear. It don't work. Because what do they have to lose? We're the ones that fear works on. Because we, we, I can lose my electric. I can lose my house. I can lose my internet. They don't have anything to start with. They literally don't have a pot to piss in. Right. You know? And it's just, I guess that's what disturbs me the most about this, is our response to the idea that 500,000 people could die, which I think is crap, but that's what they're estimating, is that you went and you bought a truckload of toilet paper. That makes a very unfortunate statement about this society, that above all, you valued 
toilet paper. I, I don't I mean, I'm sure there are social scientists somewhere that will study this and, and I hope to God they can give us an answer. But it's the most baffling thing because, you know, we got the joke, you know, if you're in the southeast, which West Virginia is pretty much considered southeast and they say snow, they say the word snow and we clear out the milk and bread, you know, oh, yeah. uh, well, that at least I, I can eat milk and bread. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> at least that kind of makes sense. But toilet paper? I mean, how much toilet paper can you use? That's, so That's I mean, why I say I'm, I sure hope it doesn't go bad. There'll <laughs> be a whole lot of pissed off people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's just... <laughs> and, and what's funny about it, there's something there. Uh, again, social scientists, please dig into this issue. Because nobody said... Listen, everybody should run out and get toilet paper. Like that, that, nobody made that declaration. But somehow it became this thing that swept the country, and we just cleaned out all the toilet paper. Now, eventually, when they, you know, like when they canceled school here, that's when everybody went and cleaned. They cleaned out the meat and the chicken and the water and the milk and all that stuff. But I, that is just. That's the one we'll be talking about in 50 years. Hey, y'all remember when everything shut down because of coronavirus and everybody went and cleaned out the toilet paper? Uh, I don't know, man. That that just blows my mind. Um, but, you know, so the trucks will keep rolling. I'm, I'm, I'm relatively confident. I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to try to shut down interstate commerce um, because they can't. Hell, we'd starve to death. You know, well, very I mean, we're going to we're going to play a crucial role in the recovery of this. I mean, when when people get back to their senses, you know, I mean, all this stuff, I mean, all, all the way that gets there is on a truck. You know, I mean, I, right. I, you know, Bernie Sanders um, doesn't understand that yet, you know, because he wants to he wants to put the truck industry out of business and build super rails. But um, somebody needs to ask him if they're going to put a spur to every walmart you know how's that going to happen but anyway good luck biking that train down the alley into a dock exactly so um i don't think i mean we might have the roads to ourselves i mean that that wouldn't bother me you know yeah that that could be a a highlight well and and i think as unfortunate as this is that i'm going to say this probably will clean out another thousand companies well, yeah. that's going to be, you know, that again, I hate, I hate to be that guy, but I mean, um, you know, and we've talked about this over and over and over again, you know, if you're, if you're on the edge, you know, um, any kind of hiccup in the economy, I mean, there's, yeah, there's going to be a lot of companies, trucking companies and independent owner operators that are not going to make it. Through. I mean, they're already I mean, they're already on the on the Facebook are going, well, this would sure be a good time for us to strike so we can really show what it looks like when shit hits the fan. You know, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, go ahead and try that. You know, yeah, this, this would be a good time to do that, you know. And then, of course, you know, now they're going, well, if they need toilet paper that bad, we, the rates ought to be eight dollars a mile to get it there. You know, yeah, well. Well, you know, listen, the reality is we are putting a very large machine in first gear, you know, with this, with what we're doing here. And 
I I cannot logically see how this lasts two weeks, but if if it does two or three weeks, um, you know, because we've already had shipping from China interrupted, when and and we get a lot of stuff from China, we get a lot of stuff from all over the place. You know, I talked to a, a fellow driver today that runs down to the ports with chemicals, and they won't even let you on the port right now. So right. there's <clears> such <throat> a disruption. Uh, <clears throat> that uh, it, it's going to create a problem that could clean out another big chunk of capacity, you know, and you take another 15,000 trucks out of the market or more, uh, and then and then we start putting the economy back in gear and get it rolling, we could probably see a 2018-style bump. You know, we, we could see some really big rates. So... I think it's I think it's stupid uh, and unfortunate uh, that we're that we're going to you know put everybody through this hell and this uh, you know I my mom is seventy eight and I called her yesterday and she watches way too much Fox News and so I was concerned that she was just going to be freaking out and uh, I was really relieved to hear her have some skepticism in her voice. And she's like, I'm just, she's like, I'm, it's, I'm just not buying. It doesn't make sense. I'm like, well, thank God. And, I, and and the only thing she was worried about is that she thought the virus was airborne. And I said, mom, that's basic biology. All right. Viruses are not airborne. Okay. If somebody coughs in your face, it's technically kind of sort of airborne, but viruses don't, they're not airborne. So that relieved her a lot. Um, but there are, there are people that are legitimately freaking out. They're literally experiencing anxiety right now. And if this turns out to be the overreaction that I think it is, um, you know, these news companies ought to be out of business, but uh, it's just, it's unforgivable what they're doing. And there's a lot of these pundits, you know, uh, on both sides, Fox and CNN, right and left. This should be out of business. And, hey, hey, America, you guys have the power to put them out of business. Turn it off. Just turn it off. Do yourself a favor. Turn it <clears> off. <throat> well, the other thing, too, is you get rid of the red shirt and, and quit looking at things. You know, with a with a with a bias already built into it. You know, look at look. You know, do yourself a favor and look at both sides of every argument, and don't don't identify with either one. Listen to listen listen, because neither one of them are really right. It's somewhere in between. You know. Yeah. And 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 if you quit identifying with one corner or the other, then you'll start to realize that you know it. it first of all, it's so infantile. You know, the process it, it is I, I, I just I, I force myself to participate, but I hold my nose and just, you know, all I can. I've got I've got vomit in my mouth, you know, the whole time I'm doing it. But I feel like I need to be informed. I need to you know, I, I, I want to have, you know, uh, uh, the right perspective. And mm-hmm. so I don't look at it, you know, I don't go into it, into the, to the argument or the debate or the whatever, 
already wearing a colored jersey, you know, and that just doesn't make any sense to me, you know, because that you're, 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 it's rare when they, that you take somebody with a red jersey and put a blue one on them. It is rare, right? And vice versa. It is very rare. And when you look at elections in this country, neither one of those corners are what win the election. It's all the gray people in the middle who you influence to go one way or the other. That's where the election is. So be the gray people, you know, that'd be my message to you, you know, yeah. get rid of, take the Jersey out and wipe your ass with it and save your toilet paper. Okay. You throw it away. Well, a, lot, no. a lot of people will ask, cause I'll say, I'll make a statement like, look, I stopped consuming corporate news a decade ago to the person with their Jersey, the diehard Fox news watcher, the diehard CNN, MSNBC, whoever it is. Well, in their mind, that's where the news comes from. That's the only place the news comes from. And they'll say to me, well, where do you get your news? I can give you a perfect real-world example of how it happened. About 2008, when Twitter was brand new, a bunch of of the sports journalists in the NASCAR garage jumped on Twitter because I was a NASCAR nut – and used to listen to that satellite radio channel all the time, I started following these journalists. And what happened slowly was I got to know the people that were writing the story. So up until Twitter, I would pick up a USA Today, or I would go to jsk.com or Sports Business Journal or ESPN or whatever the – the 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 outlet was whoever had the distribution network okay well i didn't know bob pockris i didn't know jeff gluck i didn't know jenna fryer i didn't know nate ryan matt weaver see i it 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 gave me a direct connection okay well then i started realizing well you know there's people that cover nascar that i like And there's a couple people that I don't like. Well, the couple people that I don't like, I just unfollowed. Okay, I'll fix that. I don't have to worry about them anymore. Well, then they started changing. You know, Nate Ryan left USA Today to go to NBC. So Jeff Gluck left SB Nation to go to USA Today. Well, I still had the same guy. He just worked for a different... Right publication and and then usa today got a little sideways with jeff gluck so he told him to pound sand and went and created his own website and did that completely independent for two years now he's at the athletic but it never changed that i had the individual well over time i started finding other individuals that covered economics that covered history that talked about politics and so my twitter feed now is it's it's almost one-on-one you know it doesn't matter if someone writes for fox news maybe they do maybe that's where they get their paycheck or maybe they write for cnn or maybe they write for the Huffington Post, or maybe they're completely uh, independent and their stories get picked up by these. But I don't, oh, well, that person works for Fox News, so they must be, no. 
oh, they work for CNN. They must be. No, that that's not how it works. You know, uh, a lot. Well, this this will this will hurt a lot of people's feelings. Al Jazeera is not a terrible place to get information about the Middle East. You know, the BBC is not a terrible place to get information about what's going on in Europe. You know why? Because they're there. Al Jazeera is in the Middle East. Now they share, they look, they put out a lot of garbage, but so does everybody else. But right? see, people, but, but see, people feel comfortable when they find that source right. and that person supports what i mean again you're they're they're not looking for the facts they're not looking for right. the 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 unbiased truth they're looking for someone that supports the position they're already in that's yeah, not learning here that's not learning okay you know that that's not that's not educating yourself that's just verifying yourself you know right and that's the problem we have Okay, that's exactly the problem we have. Is that everybody just wants to hang out with the people that are like them? Okay, yeah. so uh, I don't. I discourage that. You know, I don't. I, you know, you're you're here for a set amount of time. Okay, you know, it's just like we talk about in business. Okay, if you're going to be in business, don't you want to make the most you can? Well, you when you you want to make the most impact you can, make the most money you can, whatever. Why don't? Why do you want to live your life with? the least amount of education that you can, you know, it's, it's the same thing. Be all you can be, you know, and then an army term or something, yeah. but you know, be all you can be. I mean, wh why, why do you want to identify with people that already, you know, uh, agree with you? There's, I mean, geez, if, if, if that's how we felt, we would never be doing what we're doing, you know, yeah. uh, be a lunatic, be a renegade, you know, uh, the, the people that made a difference, the people you read about, that's what they were. You know, that's what they yeah. were. They were not afraid to take on a different identity. They were not afraid to, to stand out from the crowd and not be, you know, not do things the way everybody else does. You know, have uh, you have you ever heard of wicked intent semi? I have. OK, the guy that owns that truck, his name's Ira Forbes. Got that. tattoos, yeah. got, got tattoos all over his face and got, you know, got that, got that crazy looking truck. Right. Well, <clears throat> I guess the other day he went to make a delivery, uh, at ShopRite, I think in Brooklyn or Queens. Cause I think he lives over on the island somewhere. Right. And so somebody sent an email. Don't send Ira Forbes back in here. He's got offensive stuff on his truck. Right. And my response to in a comment section was, y'all, can you imagine how boring life would be without people like Ira Forbes? Right, exactly. Am I gonna am I gonna cut my truck up like Ira Forbes' truck? Well, no. For fuel mileage alone. I mean, take out all the skulls and crossbones right. and chains. Right. But there's not another one like him. Right. You know, say what you want about Ira Forbes. There's not another human being like him. And it may make you uncomfortable. That's fine. But we need people like him. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. they remind us what individuality means. Looks like. It's, yeah. it's important to him. And, uh, you know, so I appreciate him. Sure. Uh, I, someday I... 
I, I hope to meet him because you can tell that he's a generally nice guy. No, right. he does right. not suffer fools, nope. and he'll chase and, and you he, across the parking lot with a hammer. You know, right. so right. you know. Well, but you know, n- nowadays we don't have enough people that stand on their own. You know, everybody wants to say something that they've heard somebody else say. You know, uh, be you. Tell me what you think. Don't tell me what you what somebody else told you to think. You know, do you just do you and do you well? Yeah, it's uh, I, it, you know, even with all this craziness, I still think it's the most fascinating time in all of human history to be alive. I mean, just the the fact that we have the free distribution network to sit here and say this the way we have and nobody can tell us not to. Well, they can tell us not to, but they can't stop us. Right. Um, you can tell us, we you can tell us to stop, but we're not going to. Everything that we do is built around serving people. Mm-hmm. I mean, down to this, you know, um, you know, nobody thinks that we can do what we do, you know. I mean, we give it away and nobody, <laughs> it's still nobody thinks we can do it, you know. I don't, I, you can't, that wouldn't work, you know. I had a guy today, uh, I was eating at the truck stop, I was sitting at the liar's counter and a guy across from me had a Landstar hat on and he heard our conversation and probably heard me say something about cabs class. You know, we're getting our driver set up and and uh he goes, Man, I don't I don't know how them fleet guys do it. I with the margins and I said, Well, you know I said, We do it. You know, we do it pretty easy. And and I and I said, you know, we, we kinda do this and we get this minimum revenue and the driver makes that much and we make that much and you know, everything works out. Now he had already stopped listening. At that sure. point, you know, because he just he just wanted to say, I don't get it, man. And, you know, he didn't he didn't give a damn <laughs> if, we, if we actually did it or not. Uh, but we're doing something that people say can't be done, which reminds me of Jerry Lewis. And have you seen people are taking the snowman's rig and putting Charmin toilet paper on the side of it with the band that trains them? <laughs> I have seen this. <laughs> We're going to do what they say can't be done. He's found yeah, exactly. it down. And what we're going to be able to, to illustrate uh, and demonstrate is if this panic continues and if it craters the economy, guess who's still going to be here? Yeah. We are. You know? Um, it'll be a little uncomfortable for a while, but we'll still be here. Unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of people that won't. And even more unfortunate is they're not going to realize that it was the decisions that they made that led them to that failure. Yeah, no, the the virus is not going to put a thousand truck companies out of business. That's not what did it. Okay. What did it was they have a um, they made decisions that left them vulnerable, you know, 
and uh, it's just like the 2018 guys, you know, everybody jumped in and thought, man, this is easy, you know, let's just go do this, you know, and then they found out that, well, that's not the way business usually is, you know, that was the perfect. And you may be right. There may be another perfect storm coming at the end of this thing. Because we said that 2018 would never happen again in our lifetime. But I don't think anybody dreamed about this thing going on. All this shit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, we may we may coming. have another we may have another bump. Like you say, when this thing does finally all settle down, and I mean, because we do have to restock all. I mean, all the, these people aren't going. I wonder if they'll take all the toilet paper back after the after it's all said and done. Can you return toilet well, paper? You know, uh, Rodney Carrington used to have a joke about returns at Walmart, you know, that you could take dirty baby diapers back. And they'd be like, man, this one's dirty. That's all right. We'll take it. You know? Um, can, you, can you imagine coming in there the Monday morning after this thing's all over with and you can't get in the parking lot? There's trucks outside they're having to load the toilet paper into because everybody's bringing it back. <laughs> uh, I, I, one of my customers... Um, I went and used the restroom, and, and they had this big cardboard box where they buy it like bulk, and it's the individual single wrapped. Right. There was like 15 rolls. I walked out, and I'm like, man, y'all got $30,000 worth of toilet paper laying in there, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, I thought about taking a picture. You know how they always put a lock on the toilet paper dispenser like in, in, a, in a stall? I thought yeah. about taking a picture of a lock of that thing, and now I understand what this is for. You know, yeah. somebody had a lot of foresight when they do, when they decided to do it this way. <laughs> yeah, because you know, you know, truckers are going to go into truck stops, spill all the toilet paper out of trucks. You know that, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I'm just, I don't know. I mean, it could get crazier. You know, I, oh, I can't imagine, yeah. I, you know, but honestly believe that everything that all of this was meant to lead up to this national emergency declaration, because that's what that's what opened the vault. You know, well, and it's, it's just you, it, you, you you saw it unfolding and it just couldn't stop itself. I mean, you know, I called the truck show way before they canceled it. I mean, I could see oh. it coming and they denied it. Oh no. Oh, we've already got freight being shipped in here. We've got da, 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 da. 24 hours. They canceled it. And I told yeah. the guy, I said, I said, I, I, I don't believe it. I don't believe what you're saying, you know? And so, and then, and then you look, I mean, you could just, it, it just, it just was like dominoes falling, you know? I mean, you, you knew, you knew when they were going to have the conference tournaments, basketball tournaments, with no players. I, I knew right then and there, this is going to get canceled. There will not be a March Madness this year. I mean, do you know what that caused? I heard some, I heard some guys talking today uh, on ESPN. That legal and illegal betting on just March oh Madness. Oh, my gosh. Thir- from 10 to $15 billion, BBB billion dollars are wow. wagered. The only thing that comes close is the Super Bowl. Super Bowl is one game. March Madness is oh yeah, sixty four games. Okay. Well, and I bet I bet that don't include the office pools. I mean, oh no, it everybody. can't because nobody knows what that is. But the handle, the handle, legal and illegal, between ten and fifteen billion dollars. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, and uh, I mean the now I saw one guy tweeted that it, they shouldn't give the ticket money back they should they donate should. that to the yeah the stadium yeah. i would like to smack that guy in the face with a brick yeah. you know because i'm sure he's thinking about 
the celebrities, you know, that set half court. Mm-hmm. But there are literally people that save all year to, to be able to NASCAR race. Yeah. Yeah. NASCAR races into yeah. turns. You sure. know, that's their one shot. Sure. You know, th- there's one race in Atlanta. You know, we don't we don't have two races in Atlanta anymore. They have one race. Now it'll probably get rerun. Um, but you know, it it just. It, Listen, I live in the most most sports crazy state there is. Probably, well, us in Alabama, I'm sure. Alabama yeah. football, Kentucky basketball, and you're right. There are people that their their whole their whole travel, you know, plans are around this basketball team. You know, I mean, it's devastating in the state of Kentucky right now. I mean, people are just they don't know what to do. It's like they lost their best friend, you know, wandering around out here going, there's no basketball this weekend. You know, everybody, I mean, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It, it's Y'all, absolutely listen, I, I understand what it's like to be a fanatic. I was a Dale Jr. fan, but I, I need y'all to understand <laughs> that the other day I'm talking on the phone with this guy. Which guy? This one right here in front of me. We're talking <laughs> on the phone. And I know where this is we going. Had, we had a truck that needed picked up and he goes. <laughs> He goes, well, you know, we're playing and, you know, well, if we're, if we're playing, I'm thinking, who's we, you, you ain't out, you don't have a basketball in your hand. I was like, what is that your kid? You know, it's just funny to me because like in West Virginia, I mean, we've got Marshall and we got WVU, but I've never seen people own it like they do in Alabama football and Kentucky basketball. I mean, it is, it's a sight to behold because it's like us we're we're on the team you know it's just i i don't i don't have anything to comprehend that you know it's just funny to me well i can't go pick that truck up because you know we're playing i'm like you ain't you ain't playing jack you know so i just found that hilarious i knew you did and I, I knew you didn't have any way to understand it but let me tell you something interesting okay Rupp Arena holds, it used to hold 24,000. They've redesigned it, made the seats a little bit bigger, and, 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 and attendance at all sporting events is down a little bit. So they put skyboxes. Anyway, it holds about 22,000, 23,000 right now. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is that do you know that people will those season tickets? I mean, they're generational. You know, oh, yeah. people who get divorced, they're one of the most contentious items in a divorce isn't the kids or the house. Is who gets the football, the basketball tickets. You know, I'm telling you, dude. I don't. It's just, I, it, it's pathetic in a way because in Kentucky we got nothing else to do. You know, but um, you know, if you're, I've said, I've joked many, many times before. I live in Lexington, Kentucky. If you're not a basketball fan, they string you up by your testicles. You know, yeah. It's just a public hanging. You know, so um, I, mean, I was born, and raised here, and didn't know anything else but this. But I mean, when I travel, people don't understand. The only people that I, well, I go to Gulf Shores, Alabama every year during football season. Okay. I go first weekend in October. If y'all ever want to see me, I'll be in Gulf Shores, Alabama the first weekend in October. I've been doing it for 25 years. Okay. So, so I run into Alabama because I always wear my Kentucky stuff when I'm out. We don't have much to talk about in football season. Okay. Now we're getting a little bit better, but normally I wear it and everybody goes, Oh, you guys, yeah, you're awesome. You know, in, in basketball, you know. And but but the Alabama people, you know, they they understand. They're the only people that identify with what we deal with, you know, right? Because they're they're just they're just as bad. And the thing about football is that that stadium holds like a hundred thousand people, you know. So I mean, it's just a whole lot bigger stadium than than you yeah. can do basketball, you know. But anyway, 
we digress. I am a basketball. I am a, I am a look, I do not follow professional sports. I don't care what shape the ball is in. I think that, I think that's a, well, don't get me started, but I do follow college sports. Okay. I do like, and, and my most favorite sport of all is little league baseball. The, the world, the little league world series is my most favorite event every year. If I'm, if I can catch it, I always, I catch as many games as I can because they those little guys, it's they just pure. I'm sorry. Did they cancel that too? Didn't they? Well, it hasn't happened yet. It doesn't happen until like August. You know, oh. they are they are putting little league ba- uh, baseball. They're going to delay the opening of the season. But you talk about a pure, um, you know, a pure um, content. I mean, athletes that do it for the love of the game because there's no money involved. You know, absolutely. And they're and they're 13 years old. You know, I mean, it's just yeah. they they cry when they lose. They cheer the other team on. I mean, it's just a beautiful thing to be involved in. And when I, when I, the first, one of the first places I went with my trainer driving a truck was right by Williamsport. We, we drove right by the facility where they play that tournament. And I'd never been there before. But anyway, that's, we're getting off the subject here, but, but it's a beautiful event. If you, and, and, and ESPN televises it, but if you want to watch something that is just, would just tear your heart out is watching these little kids play their hearts out and, and they're, you know, they, they, they cry when they lose, but they should, they, I mean, their sportsmanship is not fake or anything like that. The coaches, they're supportive. I mean, it's just, it's everything that's good about sports is in that event right there. That's my favorite event ever. So anyway. <clears throat> All right. Well, I think we've done as much damage as we can do here. Um, so we'll we'll be back to you as long as the coronavirus don't come and get us uh, on with on the next episode. So if you have any questions, send us an email. We Chris, can tease, we can tease the next episode. Oh it's yeah, gonna, well, go, it's go ahead and do be, that. Well, we're going to talk about how we're going to get back to business. We're going to get off politics, okay? But we're going to talk about how being in business is all about learning how to solve problems. We're going to talk about becoming a problem solver because yeah. that's the, that's the key to success in any business is becoming a solver, certainly in this business. Okay, so we're going to get back on the business thing and we're going to give you some good stuff, but it's going to be, you know, a become, you know, how to become a problem solver, becoming a problem solver, something to do with that. So that's what it's going to be about. Um, so, um, hey, we did uh, we did fill our vacancy. Uh, very excited yep. about that. We, I'm not going to say the names because I, we haven't asked them if it's okay, but they're listeners and, um, we are very, very thrilled and excited to have you guys. And, uh, they'll be going through orientation here just in a few days and, and, and going. So we're, we're super stoked about that. Our plan still, again, assuming that the court, the virus doesn't put the trucking business out of business is our plan still to put a couple more trucks on here soon. And uh, so don't give trucks, up on us. Trucks may be on sale. <laughs> they're on sale now. I, there, there's a yeah. couple today that I was looking at. That, uh, but, yeah, they're going to get cheaper. So, But, uh, if, listen, if you're in the process um, and we didn't select it, that's not a slam on you. This was a very, very specific situation that we had to, you know, we, we, there were some other factors that we had to look at, and, and timeliness was one of them. So, don't be discouraged if, you know, don't give up on us. We're still going to add a lot more trucks and we're going to need a lot more drivers. 
So, you know, um, stay in there, hang in there. Okay. And, and shout out to the guy, uh, was it Antoine? Is that his name? Antoine. Antoine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Antoine said probably the greatest email in the history of emails. That yes, he did. I, he did. I guess he was like a week away from dropping a hundred, hundred grand on a truck. And That's he what he said. Up, That's what he said. He said, I was you know, going next week to spend a hundred thousand yeah. dollars on a truck. What I what I want, I want I want to I won't read a verbatim but but the, his email it, what I'm trying to think what he how he titled it it was it was unbelievable it was yeah. um, um, li- oh OMG life changing yeah. OMG yeah. life changing um, he uh, he literally he was gonna go spend a hundred thousand dollars on a truck like next week and we he listened to our podcast and we started thinking about it and it made a lot of sense and he goes. You know, I would join your team, but Landstar won't take me because of my driving record. <laughs> and we said, well, just clean that up and, you know, we'll be around. But anyway, he's, he's, we, we talked him off the ledge, you know, I mean, we probably yeah. saved this guy's financial life, honestly, uh, because, uh, he now sees that you can do this without doing that, you know? So, uh, we got a new listener. Welcome on Antoine. We're glad to have you. I'm glad you didn't buy that truck. And, uh, yeah. you know, we'll, and, uh, and, and, and keep in mind, you know, we're working on developing a program that, cause everybody can't come drive for us. You know, we just will never have enough capacity to hire everybody. So we've got to have a way to help walk you through the process, um, and some steps to go through. Uh, uh, and, and walk with you. So if you're, you know, if you're, if you're wanting to get yourself in that position, we're working on a program that we can do that's beneficial, uh, to both you and us, you know, so, so we can, you know, get some compensation for our time and, 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 and join with you in that. Um, but we're working on that because there, there will be people that will come along that are, that are ready to, to get on that path, but they just won't, you know, have the opportunity or won't want to wait however long, you know, cause we're probably six months out, you know, with the people that we've got in line to get on our next trucks. We're probably, you know, if you send us an email today, you're looking six to eight months, you know, before you could even, uh, you know, apply and get qualified. So, um, <clears throat> you know, we can, cause but now we've got four people, uh, working for us and all of them have come from the podcast, you know? So that's, uh, yep. That's pretty incredible. Uh, but, you know, we're working on that to get a way for you to 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 make it to the same place with just on a different little bit of a different path. So we're, we're getting that put together. So. All right. Well, if you have questions, Chris at uh, Blue Ribbon Logistics dot com, Larry at Blue Ribbon Logistics dot com, website Blue Ribbon Logistics dot com. We're on Facebook at Blue, Lib- Blue Ribbon Logistics. And until next time, everybody stay healthy, be safe, and we'll talk to you. Good night, everybody. I'm glad you thought about Antoine there, and I forgot to hang on. I'm still trying to stop it.